It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. And my job today is to Help you connect the dots, make the news make sense, and above all, to divide the rage from the reason so that we can have real conversations, get to real solutions and things that will make our communities and our country just a a little bit better. Obviously, today, all eyes are on the House chamber as the impeachment articles are on the floor. Uh, We will continue to watch that throughout the day today. Uh, We are expecting that the uh, debate will rattle on here for uh, it's six hours of total time. Uh, either side could yield back, uh, although I just don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> it rarely happens in Congress that people say, yeah, I'm not going to use all my time. I, I yield back. Uh, they like to say that, but they usually yield back seven seconds, maybe ten. So I think we will be watching this uh, proceeding roll out uh, at least until 5 or 5.30 Utah time. Uh, before the vote is actually taking, we are standing by. We we understand that uh, the minority leader Kevin McCarthy will be speaking soon. Uh, the Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi uh, will also have comments from the floor. She did make some opening statements when the uh, articles were actually put onto the floor after some of the uh, back and forth and and tactics, the procedural tactics I think that were being used by the Republicans to just slow things down and. Uh, And that's their right to do. uh, All of those tools are in the toolbox for a reason. And while many people have criticized the Republicans for some of these tactics of, you know, dismissing and and, uh, tabling, uh, which require official votes. uh, But it's important because the reason we have those kinds of things is to protect the rights of the minority. And so while some people say, well, it's just political theatrics. Uh, Both sides should be able to use all of the rules uh, within the Senate that are available to the minority party. Uh, It's it's an important part of our democracy. It really was an important part of the grand compromise that you can rule by the majority as long as you respect the rights of the minority. And so that's an important thing, I think, for us to keep in mind today as we watch a lot of this play out. The, uh, The results, I think, are pretty baked in at this point. Uh, Don't expect to see any surprises over the next uh, six hours, I guess, six and a half hours, maybe, uh, as they move through this procedure. Uh, There are a number of Democrats who have indicated that they will likely vote against the articles of impeachment. So they will join with their Republican colleagues. But it won't be a big number, mostly representatives in swing districts, in swing states, those who may be a Democrat representing a, a district that was won by President Trump in 2016. Uh, and those are all the calculations uh, here in the state of Utah. We we know the announcement was made earlier this week from Representative Ben McAdams that he would uh, vote for the articles impeach of impeachment. So he would stand with his Democratic colleagues uh, there in the House. 
And it doesn't seem like that's moving a whole lot now. It'll be interesting to see once the vote is cast how that plays out for Representative McAdams. Uh, clearly, those who are, are going up against him will make that a campaign issue rolling into 2020. So it will be fascinating to see how that changes as the process continues on. Uh, we're monitoring all of the, the happenings there on the floor. We may dip in and out of coverage if there's a member of the House speaking that uh, might be saying something interesting. Most most of this, though, is, remember, you have 435 members of Congress, and 400 of them you probably would have a hard time picking out of a lineup. Uh, they're, they work in obscurity for the most part, except for in their own districts, uh, which is great, which is what the founders wanted but this is their moment to have a, a social media moment to get on their favorite cable news network, whether that's CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or their local coverage, uh, making some grand statement. It will be great for fundraising. I predict today will be the best day of fundraising for both the Democrats and the Republicans who are going to make hay of what should be a very solemn, very solemn day in the House of Representatives. Uh, but it's going to be a fundraising day. And it'd be interesting to watch. I'm going to have to check with some of my sources to see if we can get a number. It'd be fascinating to see how much money pours into all of these campaigns over the next 24 hours as this vote is taken in the House. And then again, of course, things will be shifted over to the Senate as we roll into January. It's interesting, too, that there was official instruction given today from Speaker Pelosi to the members of the Democratic caucus in the House And the instruction was very clear. Don't gloat. Uh, And I think that's pretty sad that the Speaker of the House has to remind her members that when the vote is taken today, don't gloat. Uh, That should be standard operating procedure in the House of Representatives. Uh, I always remember Lou Holtz, a legendary football coach, uh, would always tell his players, when you get to the end zone, act like you've been there before. Uh, that you expected that to happen. Uh, and so I think it is a little sad and a little bit telling in terms of the state of politics today that the Speaker of the House had to remind her members not to gloat when they cast their vote for impeachment, a sacred, solemn responsibility for all members uh, as they uphold their constitutional duties. And so that's a, an interesting thing to watch. We will we will see if they gloat or not. Uh, Also, a couple of reminders for you today. Uh, This will be our last show of the week on Inside Sources. Tomorrow, there'll be a special movie show, Star Wars edition, and uh, the big rollout is tomorrow. In fact, coming up at 1135, we've got Herb Scribner from the Deseret News. Uh, Many of you follow Herb for all of his culture and pop culture and and trends. Uh, Great reporting there. And you might remember that Herb actually went through the entire marathon of the Avenger series before the last Avenger movie came out. Herb is going back into the tank uh, just for you, our loyal listeners. He is going to be part of the Star Wars marathon. It will begin this evening, and he will see all nine episodes of the Star Wars saga between now and tomorrow when the premiere happens. So Herb's going to come in and give us an update on his training for this Star Wars marathon, all nine episodes consecutively. Uh, very short breaks. Uh, it's going to be a long 24 hours for Herb Scribner, but he's going to join us at 1130 today. And uh, then we'll continue our coverage uh, going on with what's happening in the House of Representatives. And I have a special treat for you in terms of uh, something I want everyone to think about at 1150. So stay with us. As always, I want to know what's on your mind. So shoot us a text on the 
Utah Community Credit Union text line 57500 and 57500. That's the place to go. And of course, uh, you always want to be armed with the KSL News Radio app sponsored by Any Hour Services so you don't miss a second and you can always go back and re listen on the podcast. All right, we're going to step aside. Stay with us. Much, much more to come on a special edition of Inside Sources. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today, as always. And we are continuing wall-to-wall coverage on what's happening on the floor of the United States House of Representatives as the two articles of impeachment are being brought forward. We have six hours of debate. We're guessing the vote will take place probably somewhere around 5 or 5.30 local time, Utah time. And so we're continuing to monitor that. If uh, anything interesting uh, comes up, we will dip into live coverage of that as we go throughout the day today through the noon hour. Uh, Lee Lonsberry will pick it up at 1230 and take you to three. And Jeff Kaplan will be in the chair uh, when I when the vote goes down is my prediction. So stay tuned to KSL News Radio throughout the day uh, for continuing coverage. A historic day for sure, obviously. Uh, only three. Uh, he could be the third uh, president officially impeached by the House. And then, of course, it will get tossed over to the Senate. And uh, that, uh, I was going to say circus, that fun and games will begin in January, probably around the 6th or 7th of January. Uh, we were talking before the break just in terms of kind of the tone. Uh, tone matters. And I was mentioning that I thought it was a little sad that, that Nancy Pelosi had to remind the members of the Democratic caucus not to gloat today when they cast their vote to impeach the president of the United States. Uh, this is a solemn thing. I, and so I do actually applaud Speaker Pelosi for reminding them, but I think it's a little bit indicative of where we are as a country that she has to do that, that she feels like she needs to remind. These are, these are smart people. Uh, they, they should know better than to gloat. But the hyper-partisanship that is uh, driving Washington, D.C., uh, and I will note I do not believe it's driving the nation. Uh, I think at the surface level in Washington, D.C., yes, deeply divided and fierce rhetoric, a lot of rage. It is the age of rage, and we need to get past that so that we can get to the reason uh, and to the issues that will actually be most beneficial for the American people. And you can see how over time uh, impeachment has continued to evolve and change. Uh, you went from just a few artic- articles or resolutions ever being drafted or submitted uh, for presidents really up until Ronald Reagan. And then he had several, uh, I think there were two uh, art- resolutions of impeachment against President Reagan that, again, never went anywhere into a Judiciary Committee hearing or anything like that. But they were introduced by members of Congress. Uh, George H.W. Bush, uh, I think, also had two during his presidency. Bill Clinton obviously was impeached uh, by the House and acquitted in the Senate. Uh, And then it got really interesting. George H.W. Bush had six uh, resolutions, impeachment resolutions uh, drafted against him while he was in office. And Barack Obama, I believe, had eight. 
So it's increasing. The number is increasing. And in fact, with President Trump, you had one member of the Democratic caucus who introduced a resolution of impeachment uh, to begin those proceedings uh, just hours after the president was sworn in uh, to the uh, to the office of president. So it is becoming more of a weapon. That's a political tool. And that worries me. Because if that's how we end up deciding who gets to stay in the White House, uh, not elections, but impeachments, if administrations from the Democrats and Republicans alike spend most of their days in office battling impeachment proceedings, very little is going to get done for the American people. That's bad for democracy. That's bad for our republic. So we, we really do have to to watch that and, and see how things continue to shift over time. In fact, speaking of how things shift over time, I want to play just a little bit of sound. This is uh, Nancy Pelosi. In 1998, in 1998, remember, it was uh, exactly uh, on the December 19th when Bill Clinton was impeached about two decades ago. And now listen to what Speaker, uh, what Mrs. Pelosi had to say back in 1998 about impeachment. Because to move forward on an impeachment is very serious. I think it has dramatic impact on the confidence that the American people have in government, that the world has uh, in our president, and that um, we are setting a precedent uh, that we, and I believe that we shouldn't be frivolous in how we go forward in punishing a president whose politics we don't approve of. All right, so very interesting that that was the, uh, the case that she laid out in 1998. And uh, there are similar comments from Chairman Nadler back in 1998. And, and it's important to remember that uh, Chairman Nadler, who is the Democrat uh, head of the Judiciary Committee, who drafted these articles of impeachment, back in 1998, he was really a, the, the pit bull. He was the voice for the Clinton administration uh, and said, if we are going to do impeachment, it must be overwhelming and overwhelmingly bipartisan. Uh, today, we expect but few who will actually uh, cross party lines. Uh, and again, it is important that we get to the truth and our members of Congress do have to figure out what that means and what that is for them and for those that they represent. And, and so that's an important thing. Uh, interesting, if you missed it earlier in the day today, uh, Debbie of Dave and Dejanovic uh, did a, an interview with Representative John Curtis, who made an interesting uh, analogy as to what this day means and more importantly, what tomorrow brings. I love that Debbie asked, how are you going to feel tomorrow after this is done? And this is what Representative Curtis said. You know when you have the stomach flu and, and, and you just, like, let it all come out, right, and, and then how much better you feel after yes. you throw up, right? Yeah. I think that's how we're going to feel tomorrow. I think this is a collective, to be honest, it's vomit, right? And yeah. that after I'm hoping that we all feel better, we can start working together again, we can heal like we need to heal, right? I mean, we all know that. And, and, and unfortunately, it probably won't happen until we're past the Senate. All right. That's Representative John Curtis today. And that that may be the quote of the day that is sort of like the stomach flu. When you when you let it all out, uh, you feel better. And I think that may be how the members of the House feel tomorrow. Then I think the Senate will start to get a little bit queasy as they march towards what is likely to be a January 6th or January 7th beginning of a trial in the United States Senate. I also wanted to point out, uh, Representative Curtis also raised another important point. Many people have said, well, you know, who's doing the the business of the American people? Uh, What most people didn't notice yesterday was that the House passed 
a continuing resolution, not a budget, a continuing resolution, which basically means we're just going to put all the spending on autopilot. Plus, we're going to throw in a few little treats here and there for some of our uh, favorite lobbyists and friends. And that happened in the House yesterday. It passed, uh, which will kick the can on spending for another couple of months until the end of March. And just as we said, remember, we talked we talked about this back in August. Uh, we talked about this, that they're just continuing to kick the can down the road. We are $23 trillion in debt. Even our military experts say the greatest threat to the country, the greatest threat is not Russia, is not China, is not the state of our military. It's our national debt. Uh, because if that starts to change, everything changes. If the economy goes down... Uh, If interest rates go up even just a little bit, we're currently paying about zero interest on the national debt. Uh, If that goes up slightly, we'll be paying a trillion dollars just in interest payments. And there is no tax that can fill that hole. Uh, There is no series of cuts except extreme draconian cuts. Uh, Or you just print more money and then that devalues the currency. And who does that hurt? It hurts the most vulnerable the most. And those are all bad choices. And so when uh, I applaud Representative Curtis, who voted against the resolution, while everyone says, oh, we have to keep the government open, it's Christmas, uh, that is a false choice. That is a false choice. And all of this is a fake fight when it comes to the funding and spending in this country, both by Democrats and Republicans alike. And Representative Curtis was correct in saying, no, uh, I'm not happy about this. Yeah, are we happy the government's staying open? For sure. Of course we are. Uh, But this has done nothing to create certainty for the country. This has done nothing to have real debates about real issues. Uh, Representative Curtis went on to say he didn't even have time to come close to reading all of the bill, uh, which is how they typically do these spending bills. They're big. They're long. They're hard to read. They're hard to understand. And tucked in on page, you know, 267, there's a, a little thing tucked in there for a $5 million subsidy for Jamaican rum companies or $10 million to in, improve the potholes on the Talladega Speedway. Uh, and these are real things. These are Those are real examples. And so Representative Kirchhoff was right to say, no, I'm not happy about the process. There was no time to debate. There was no time to read. There was no time to evaluate or judge. Are we doing the right things? Are we spending in the right way? But we just continued to kick the can down the road. Uh, I'm seeing now on, uh, let's see, is it on MSNBC, Representative Chris Stewart from Utah is currently on the floor of the House. Uh, let's dip in with live coverage on the floor of the House of Representatives. Chris Stewart. It has nothing to do with abuse of power. It has nothing to do with obstruction of Congress. This vote this day is about one thing and one thing only. They hate this president. They hate those of us who voted for him. They think we're stupid. They think we made a mistake. They think Hillary Clinton should be the president, and they want to fix that. That's what this vote is about. They want to take away my vote and throw it in the trash. They want to take away my president and delegitimize him so that he cannot be reelected. That's what this vote is about. And for those who think this started with this investigation, what nonsense. You've been trying to impeach this president since before He was sworn into office. Some of you introduced articles of impeachment before he was sworn into office. 
This isn't something you're approaching prayerfully and mournfully and sadly. Oh, the, oh, the chaos, oh, the sadness. This is something you're gleeful about. And you've been trying to do it for three years. And it's very clear. You don't have to go back and Google very much to find out that is the absolute truth. I could give you pages of examples of things you have said for three years about this president. That's what this is about. And if you think this be, if this impeachment is successful, the next president, I promise you, is going to be impeached. And the next president after that, if you set this bar as being impeachable, every president in our future will be impeached. It erodes our republic in ways that our founding fathers recognized. They got it right. High crimes and misdemeanors. Other than that, settle it at the ballot box. I look forward to that day. Let the American expired. people decide. Members are reminded to direct their comments to the chair. Gentleman from New York. Reserve. And as Speaker, I would remind the gentleman that if the president... All right, that's uh, Representative Chris Stewart uh, making his case on the floor of the House of Representatives. Very impassioned speech, uh, talking about the fact that uh, uh, his belief that the Democrats have been out to impeach the president since before he was elected. So he made that case uh, again, before the vote, that was Representative Chris Stewart from Utah making his case. We're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. Stay with us. When we come back, Herb Scribner is going to join us. Preview Star Wars. Don't miss it right here on KSL News Radio.